So I was shopping in Dan Murphy's last night. I'm not typically found in a Dan Murphy's, uh-huh. uh, but I had a voucher that expired the day after. Ooh. I realised when I was on the train. Yeah, and I thought, well, let's let's go and get some beers. The voucher How was much th- was? Oh, sorry. Yeah, I was thirty dollars. Nice. Voucher was thirty dollars. That's pretty decent. You can get a yeah. I th- and I was in there, and I thought, okay, I don't really want to spend all my money at a Dan Murphy's. I don't want to spend any more money than thirty. No, no, no. You don't want to get your own. Wallet, and I don't no. want to spend twenty five dollars because I'll never spend that five. Like, what do you get for five bucks at True. Dan Murphy's? So. I thought, screw it. I'm going to go to as much effort as I can to really make... Zone it in and exactly hit that 30, 30. mark. Uh, I reckon I spent about half an hour. Did you? Yep. Um, at one point, there was... That's one minute per dollar. Yes. And there was a lot of... Um, there's a lot of awkward pricing, and I guess, as a whole, in beer, but there's, you know... Do you mean like 95 cents? More like That's $5.30, $4.70. Oh, so, right. Feral Karma Citra, two bottles, $5.30 each. So, I'm like, great. 10... 1060. You're a third so of the way there. Then yeah. I had to make 1940. I could find $19.70, $19.90. Brutal. For like a four. So, yeah, I reckon I spent about half an hour. And just as I was standing there, a the the, the one of the guys that works there, I couldn't think of a name, <laughs> guy that works yeah, there. Okay. I think um, uh, employees, they call employee, them. Employee, yep, a lot that's of places, yeah. He put some Sierra Nevada Tropical YPA on the shelf. Yeah, I'm not even familiar with that beer, that really. It's a beer camp one they have. Right, okay. And I said, how much is that? And he's like, don't know. $19.40. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I don't know. So how many of them? Just did oh, like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and so we ran out the back to, to check and that was like $28 or something. Right. I'm like, man, I've been here for so long. I'm fucking hungry. <laughs> and two pages of notes written out. Yeah, I, I had my phone calculating everything as I went. And then I made him run out to check the price of another thing and then just gave up. Then got the Sierra Nevadas. So hang on a second. Are you telling me that you just wasted $2? Yeah, well, then I was at the counter. Was there a packet of chips or something like that? You no, they had nothing that was less than... I had 2 left, I think. Or maybe... No, $2 exactly left, yeah. I think. And, and everything two, was like two twenty was the cheapest yeah, like thing. Like you couldn't reach into your pocket for some change or whatever? I'm not doing that. I'd made a, I'd made a stand. <laughs> uh, also, I think I had like a $2 coin. Because you could have had some Jack Link's beef jerky or something like that. No, nah, they were all like two fifty. Oh, you're joking. Yeah, and I had Overs. a $2, $2 coin, but I wanted to spend that on coffee this morning. Right. How was it coffee this morning? Uh, it was good. So my local coffee place does $2 coffees at the moment. Right. So having a $2 coin right it's now is really gold. Like, yeah, really useful. So I've burned through all the spare change in my house just to make $2 Perfect. each day. Yeah. So $2. That's right a now great way of like aggregating all your change and turning it into something that you would oh, normally yeah. do but it's, or spend more money on anyway. So There's um, a lot of five cent coins going down into their till. And I'm sure you're not the only person that um, does that. So. Well... I don't think they get a lot of customers. It's a new student cafe, so... Oh, right, okay. Are you exploiting people? Is that what, you, what I'm hearing? Yeah, frequently. Not, right, not okay. related to this. Oh, okay. Um, just by nature. Yeah, I get it. Is this going anywhere? No, no. Just $2 coffee seems like it's unders, that's all. All right. Yeah. Let's uh, come back with some news. All right. Good. We're, is this your local? Uh, yeah, I'd say so. So we're at Grape and Grain. And I don't often drink in here. Yep. I often will buy some takeaways and watch that footy yep. or something like that. But, yep. um, yeah, here we are. Grape and Grain in Moorabbin. Right How appropriate would it be us for us to comment on Mike? We're in full view of the registers, so we can comment and judge what people buy based on their appearance. How appropriate would that be? Probably inappropriate, um, but I have been pretty impressed, and you pointed it out. Uh, yeah, definitely. There's definitely a lot there's more. Because it's, it's also quarter past three in the afternoon, so it's prime time for high-vis wear yeah. being worn in here. Yep. And then there's Deschutes Pale walking out, there's Hawker's Pills going out under their arms, yep. under their big burly high-vis arms, whatever they do. <laughs> yeah. This uh, episode, knowing an uh, interview later on, there's a lot Did of talk. Did we say what the place was? Yeah. All oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Um, there's going to be a lot of arm talk in this episode. You've it second time be. you've brought it up. Yeah. 
Uh, Have I? Well, knowing the interview that's going to happen after the. Oh yeah, I did not. Yeah, true. News. Arm heavy. Yeah, arm heavy. <laughs> arm heavy content. Your number one stop for it. Dave, are you feeling insecure about your gums at the moment? Is this what's happening? Um, a little bit. I need a tat, a bicep <laughs> tat. Um, Forrester's Beer Hall yeah. here in Melbourne's up for sale. We've talked about Forrester's before. On mic? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I don't think we really ever liked it, did we? No. And it was not, I guess, fault of the actual... I guess, sorry, it was more down to the actual place than what happened inside the place, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, like... If you're going to be, because the forest is, for anyone that doesn't know, is on the corner of Smith Street and Gertrude Street, which mm. is prime beer location. For lack of a better word, it's hipster central, right? It is. And, but also, uh, if you want to have a business there, you have to bring it. Otherwise, someone's going to go to somewhere else because yep. there's plenty of options around there. So yep. uh, you, if you plonk that exact business down somewhere else... It's probably gangbusters, mm. and uh, it should go gangbusters there, though. Like, yeah, but they're not—they're not bringing Gertrude Street, Smith Street, gangbusters, though. Mm, yeah, and the, I guess the problem is, well, my theory is, that it's a mm-hmm. shit house venue in yep. terms of like the building. Yeah, like there's no natural light. You walk in, it's just it's like this tiny giant kitchen. So, like, the, if there is a menu, it's like so mm. uh, localized. I think they had ramen and ramen only, something like that. Is that right? They had pizza before that and then they had a ramen place. Yeah, so um, it's not like it doesn't have because it has like a you feel like it would work if it was just a pub. Yep. But if you don't have a pub kitchen, you're not going to get people like that. So it's a bit of a shame, I think. Uh, but yeah, maybe they overreached. Especially maybe. with access. Like, I only ever went there once and it was for the Tusk Day. So, like, shit venues don't get Tusk Day. You mm. know what I mean? So they had plenty going for them. Yeah. Uh, they've got a lot of events coming up for Good Beer Week, so hopefully, hopefully the people that take it over keep it a, a keep craft it fine and keep and, it. Yeah, um, if they can find a way to get massive more opportunity. Yeah. yeah, what do you think it takes? More natural light. You know that that side of it that's facing the yeah. mountain street. Yep. If you can somehow get giant windows there, it's that's, a whole different. No, but that's venue. facing south though, isn't it? I don't think it's going to get heaps of light. At least it. it's going to open it up a bit. Yeah, yeah, fair like enough. At least it's not just dark. Um, yeah, that's definitely a huge thing. But a place like that, it's got like, it's got a good floor space. It's got different areas. It's got a ping pong table. Like, it's got a lot of attributes mm. that you'd think would probably be uh, attractive. Mm. Does it have too many taps? Or have they got like forty taps, something, don't something they? like that. Yeah. No, I don't think so. Okay. I. Because like they were always like kind of a little bit um, lost because it was it opened up as like this sort of like a lo- as a live music venue that supported craft beer yeah, yeah, and yeah. then that sort of like fizzled away they stopped doing that pretty, pretty quickly, quickly didn't yeah. it yeah but uh, hopefully anyone that takes over that just understands what the what it will take what the attributes of that venue are so uh, we wish you good luck yes definitely along similar lines eh next on my list did you want to mention Royston oh yeah the Royston here yeah. in Melbourne which is one of the stalwarts it predates most craft yep. beer venues. And first hand pump I ever saw hmm. was in Royston. And that's now been sold. Mm-hmm. We don't know who to. No, I think, it, well, I think the story that's been written about it is that it was a bunch of, um, like, customers. Oh, yeah, cool. That I'm sure they had their own ex- individual experiences but uh, in venue operation. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I think it was patrons that, Excellent. that bought it. So. You'd, um, you'd think if that's the narrative of that, then it's not they'll change. keep it uh, pretty pretty true. I really like the Royston. It's and great. I don't go there anywhere nearly as enough it's, as it's I... So what's tr- tricky to get to. It's it not, is tricky to yeah. get to. It's, cl- it's awkward. Uh, but they always have really good beers. Their palmas are fucking excellent. All the food is really good there, yeah. Uh, yeah. We love the Royston. Um, Tazzy going off these days. I've written down, not those words, but to summarise what I've got written down... A um, couple of things that have been happening there. I wrote a story about the Tasmanian Wild Yeast homebrew company. Mm-hmm. Uh, really interesting homebrewer has just started harvesting wild yeast. The beer was really interesting that I had. There's a lot of potential there. What uh, was the style of beer that it was? Basically a clean pail. Clean uh, pail, okay. Yeah, some, I think he had some oats in there, some flaked oats, um, a little bit of acidulated malt. Was it um, 100% wild ferment? Yep. Right. Well, sorry, using the... The culture that he had harvested, right? Okay, and then fermented it at I think twenty four degrees. Uh, it was a couple months old, and it had a really nice yeasty character. He's, he used noble Halatau hops, so it didn't didn't have a lot of hop character, and it really let that yeast fine. shine. That's, that's fine for the style. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, yeah, what did you think? 
interesting. I, if I was a home brewer, I'd definitely be trying out a few of his yeasts. Um, and he's also selling like Tasmanian pepper berries. Where, um, where did he? Uh, what sort of area was he in? Did he harvest the yeast from? The one that was I like got was a like trial harbor, uh, which is I a don't know what that is. Oh, right, oh, okay. Yeah, um, fair so he gets them from different places. So he's got trial harbor. Um, he's got a pepperberry one, which he harvested off some fruit. Um, just four different ones, one from a mountain. So basically goes to a... Is he going to incorporate the fruits into any of the beers that he harvests his eats from? Well, so he's not, um, he's not actually selling the beers. No, so but I mean, like, as a home brewer. I, so he's got actually for sale... that'd be kind of fun, you wouldn't can, it? You can buy an interesting the, angle. You can buy the pepperberries from the website as well. So he's selling, yeah, the, the fruit or leaves that he's harvesting them off. That's a good story, beer. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, if I was a home brewer, that would be a very interesting project. Yeah, yeah, cool. Also, Doublehead Brewing um, is fairly new that I've opened up down in Tassie. Um, Kick Snare, have, they're still fairly new, but they just put out a, a blended barreled sour that they aged in raspberries. That sounds pretty fun. Yeah. Um, and Shambles Brewery in Launceston have just opened up, in addition to everything else going on down there. So I think we've covered, after you went to Tassie, I think yeah. we've covered a bit of that content. So but it's like, good to see it's uh, burgeoning. Yeah, get on board, Tassie. Uh, new craft Do we have listeners in Tassie? Yeah, I think we've got a couple. Uh, Hi, Tassie. Send us your thoughts on, on what's good. Yeah, definitely. Especially uh, some of those new uh, new ventures. Let us know what's good and what's fun. Definitely, definitely. Um, I've got Cicerone written down. Yeah. Uh, so we've got, Local tap house mm-hmm. uh, just graduated four new yep. Cicerones. Um, I think they so they've completed the, the sort of the the main course. Mm-hmm. So they've got the two or three tiers, I think, and so they've completed the second one. Yep. So good on them. Um, yeah, that's one of the good. Uh, that's one of the reasons why the tap house is important. Like they they really really care about that sort of stuff and mm. prepared mm. to put their staff through that sort of stuff. That uh, when they show that they're serious about being at their venue and being in the industry, then they'll look after them and uh, do them right. Speaking of the Tap House Stomping Ground, uh, which is the tam- Tap House's new brewery, have mm-hmm. we talked about them on the show? Yeah, we have because you recommended the, whatever, the, the Pale, or the IPA, sorry. Oh, okay, cool. Well, then I didn't talk about them. I'm pretty sure we would have covered it. We would have covered it there, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, if you're here and could be a week, they'll be open. Uh, mobile mobile canning line is my next one. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that news? Yeah, yeah. I remember uh, some people in Melbourne were looking at doing that years ago as mm. a business venture. I don't know what happened with it. But so um, some, yeah, someone else has started it. Uh, I'm assuming someone else. Um, yeah, yeah. So well, they, they started it in Queensland, was it not? Uh, yeah. And they're doing it down the East Coast because yeah. it's called East Coast Canning, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they don't actually have the funding or anything yet, though. I think it, oh, it's so it's just a business underway. plan. Yeah. Okay. The, the article that I read on Bruce News was pretty vague about where, where they're actually at with it. Oh, so, okay. Which I thought was a bit strange, but maybe they're trying to drum up investors and yeah, watch that space, I guess. I think it's... I always... Like, whenever I heard about those plans years ago, I thought it, uh, it was a viable business model given the fact that it is so expensive to can mm. uh, beers for, uh, for new businesses. Mm. Um, so you need to do a lot of volume to make it worthwhile. So mm. if you can do that without investing in all the equipment yourself, then that's got to be great. Yep. Yep. So we'll, we'll keep our eyes on that one and see how it develops. Um, CUB. I've got a quite a long list here today, which is exciting. I don't know if you're excited. Hey, you? if there's a lot of news, you've got to report it, eh? Definitely. Um, that is a long list. CUB have put the, put the moz on the harvest cascade. Mm-hmm. Which is the annual harvest beer? Yeah, probably these the only one that is a blip on anyone's radar these days. And I don't think I ever. Maybe I tried it years ago at the. I remember house. I loved it uh, when I had a less refined um, palate, and then I tried it again. And it was still good, but like there's so many other beers that probably overtake that sort of thing. Are they just completely giving up on our market? No, they're doing other sneaky ways to take money out of it, but they're giving up on genuinely mm. providing good beers for it. But so no, like, no, 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 no. That sweet, sweet 3.5% that is very important to them. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, it's interesting seeing what Lion are doing versus what CUB are doing. It's, um, it's probably, uh, yeah, like it's a, probably a cost thing. They can probably try and chip away at the market without having to 
spend money on yeah. expensive beers. I guess um, the flip side of that, I, I was interviewing Warren Pawsey from Little Creatures the other day, and he apologised for being late because he had just taken the brewers out for the harvest. Um, no excuse. So it's punctuality <laughs> is yeah. key, Warren. Oh, he's like two weeks Work late. on yeah. it. <laughs> um, but I guess when you compare the two, you know, the two major players, one's killing off their harvest brand, the other one's taking the brewers out to, to the actual harvest is a interesting interesting comparison, I think. Yeah, well, it's kind of telling. Um, Next on the list, please. Stone and Wood versus Thunder Road court case mm-hmm. is happening as we speak. Is it? Oh, sorry, it's probably wrapped up for the day. Has it? All so right. it started today. Can they finish off this early? So I looked at the court schedule today, mm-hmm. and it was between 11 and 2.30 p.m. They had time How's the hours, eh? Well, so the, there was cases around it um, in the federal court. I was actually going to go check it out. Uh, I saw it was starting today. I went, fuck, I'm not doing anything. I have a job. Um, I wish I knew about it. I would have done the same. Yeah, but I saw it was quarter to 11, and it would have oh, yeah. taken me more than quarter of an hour to get there. But I might check it out on Monday and, um, I don't know, go along and have a look. It's going to be boring as balls, but... Uh, you never know what nuggets you might come across. Or at least mm. just get a different insight to the way those sort of things yeah, unfold. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like going to... Definitely worth it, I reckon. Kind of like going to a technical craft brewing conference. It's good for about two hours and then it's over my Plenty head. of nuggets, but yeah. Um, you can't watch the basketball. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Thunder Road, uh, one of their frequent collaborators in the US, Devil's Backbone, I think they've had two or three collaboration beers. Have they? Um, Can you name any of them? No. Okay. Uh, they've been bought out by AB and Bev. Ooh. That's fitting. I wonder if Thunder Road are a takeover target at some point. Mm. Probably not. No, I don't think so, yeah. I reckon if anyone's going to go in the next year, they're high on my list. Do you think so? Yeah. Don't, uh, but don't you think that uh, Phil starting the brand from uh, having a lot of money in the first place? I, th- I, don't, I don't know. I, I don't think know. location, facilities and reasonable market share makes them... It might be a target. Do you think they're willing to... The, the I, I, mean, I guess one of the problems is the SAB Miller, AB and Bev takeover right now is meaning they're kind of streamlining their operations to avoid that monopoly situation. Um, I don't really know how that plays into it, but I feel like the amount of cash they would throw at that would be pretty high because yeah. they're in a lot of pubs here in Melbourne. Yeah, they are. And they have a fucking nice facility. Has um, anyone seen it that it's not an employee? I've been in there once. Have you? Yep. For the first Good Beer Week, I went in there. What was uh, it like? Oh, I think I might have had one of their saisons because Stu from Yeasty Boys said how oh, good it was. Oh, he loves it, isn't he? Yeah, that yeah. Jap- Japanese something. Something Yukon, like that, yeah. Japan, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. saison Japan. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was all right. I'd be interested to like buy one of each of those new packaged beers just to see where I'm at and where they're at. Like, oh, no, I had one of their IPAs recently uh, at a ramen place what, in yeah, the okay. city. And uh, what was the IPA called? Just IPA, maybe. It's terrible. Why? Uh, it's bland. Okay. There's no no character at all. Um, if someone gave me that and said, here's a pale ale, I'd go, huh, probably could maybe use a bit more character. A bit more punch, but yeah. it's not too bad. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I might do that just as a experiment. Yeah. By... Because how many do they have these days? Oh, okay, we're spending too much time on this. Let's move on. Okay. Here. We went to the Two Brothers opening the other night. Yeah, yeah. Hashtag invite. Uh... I enjoyed it. The new space... kind of confused me. Yeah. Because like, it confused you? You've been there a lot more than I have. Yeah, the message confused me. Like, um, the press release, all the, all the press about it sort of um, illustrated a picture of like a pretty drastic change um, and that was going to mean... I don't know. Like, it, 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 the picture that it painted for me was there was going to be a drastic change that had... That utilised more of the outside space. It's only two weeks they were closed for, so I don't know how they were going to do that. But yep. um, it was—it's much more cosmetically attractive now. Yep. And there's white tiles. Yep. And there's uh, more seating. Like the bar snakes around all the way through to the brewery. And that's Which where I'm a we huge sat. Fan of. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, t- and there's more tables as well, yep. so that like it definitely seats more people there, and it looks good. Mm. It's—it was really good. I just. 
I don't know, the picture that the press painted was of a more drastic sort of change. So that's why I was a little bit. They've got an outdoor area as well now. Right. At the front there. Oh, yeah, right. And I think that's. I think. Because that probably couldn't seat that many people, I wouldn't have thought. 20 or 30. 20 or 30, perhaps. And then. But I think what it does is that. it's in a very industrial area yep. with no other service venues around it. So having that outdoor area shows people passing by yeah, yeah. that it's open and you can go in there. And, and they're opening Saturdays. Now. Are they though? Yeah, they okay. are. That's uh, yeah, all part of the. Because currently Thursday nights, Friday nights, if you're not local, it's hard to get there and hard to get home. It's a very awkward place yeah. to get to. Like here, what are you, if you're, say, public transporting, if you want to have a few beers, I guess it's probably the same as Boat Rocker. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, public transport so. to a point, and then forty-minute walk if you're walking, or get a cab from the station or whatever. Yeah, yeah. or Uber if you've got one yep. of those accounts. Yeah, or uh, ride your bike. Yep. Don't drink and bike, everyone. Yeah, don't do that. I've written. But down it was good, wasn't it? The yeah, I enjoyed it. Launched, yeah. Yeah. Um, I did enjoy it. The, I reckon the lazy IPA was pretty delicious. Yeah, that was tasting the best. I, I find the beers pretty sweet for my palate, mm-hmm. and I think that definitely lazy a was big focus on. Um, Malt nuances for them, so yeah. a lot of the beers are very sweet. Yeah, uh, but that was pretty dry and pretty delicious, though. Yeah, uh, and I, I hadn't eaten all day, and I ate a lot of that food that was coming around, and all the oh, food yeah. was pretty delicious. Was yeah, good, some good um, pulled pork, good fare, mini burgers, yeah. which I really enjoyed. True, I don't think they call them that anymore. I think it's all sliders, man. So yeah. look, a slider is a, th- a particular thing. Is it? Okay, yeah. don't let's not get into that. Right. But it is a thing. I'll it's put a, a other link in the show notes. Yeah. <laughs> I've written down milkshakes as well, Dave. Off the back of that uh, disaster, not disaster, but that other venue that you went to? No, what no? other venue? The one where they have milkshakes that are boozy? No, no. Okay. No. Um, so I don't think we've talked about it on the show, okay. uh, and it hasn't been talked about much in Australia, is this rising new style of. Oh, like the, uh, the Vermont. Yeah, New England Northeast, IPAs. So, yeah, okay. Yeah. Northeast uh, IPAs. Uh, so if you're not familiar with them, I. I it's going to be interesting to see if they take hold in Australia because basically their um, IPAs brewed with some of them are brewed with wheat flour, and I think a couple of breweries are admitting that now. Um, and the, basically, it makes a really cloudy, hazy beer. But I think also they they get dry hops before the fermentation, so is, it's like during the fermentation, which creates a much more cloudy, hazy beer. Mm-hmm. But they also use different strains of yeast. So it's using mostly kind of London ale-based strains, so it's low fluctuation. So they're kind of... The yeast is in, the, in suspension. Um, more proteins in suspension apparently trap hop, hop oils in. And I think what they're doing is hop bursting. So homebrewers would know that as just chucking in a shitload of hops right at the end of the boil and not doing a long boil, um, as opposed to doing you know hops at the start to do bittering. Uh, and the result is some really fucking gross-looking beers. Some really... Reasonable looking ones. Trillium and Treehouse are apparently really good. I haven't tried any. But then there's Hoof Hearted, which look like olive oil. Oh, not olive oil, sorry, French dressing or... Um, yeah, and there's more and more coming onto the market in the US. So so I think, because I listened to the Good Beer Hunting uh, podcast that had the uh, Hoof Hearted yep. guy uh, on talking about it. And I think it's a... One of the salient points that I heard was there's so much IPA being made in America and so much like definitive IPA being made in America that if you want to get a little niche in the market, you do something different yeah. and using all these crazy different yeast strains. Cause I think, I don't think they stick to just a London L yeast yeah. profile for them. I think they use a lot of different kinds of yeast to get different flavor profiles, but yeah, uh, which creates or automatically creates a different kind of IPA straight away. Yeah. But then doing all the dry hopping mid-fermentation um, yeah. really screws the clarity here. Yeah. And, and they look like I've seen some photos. Of gross, yeah. yeah, really. Um, it really like opens up to discussion because we had like interestingly enough the, this, we had this conversation with Michael Kaiser from Good Beer Hunting mm. on the importance uh, that you place on the appearance of a beer. Yeah. Um, and I think we all probably decided that we, we enjoy even though it's not Paramount. We all enjoy the appearance of a good, Definitely. clear beer. Definitely. The, um, I guess, a recent example was the uh, Kolonik from from the Mash Mash, yeah, yep. which is a completely different style. It was a blend of ice, but I had that at a tasting um, that I was I was doing. And there's a few people that weren't familiar with with you know beer that is 
as most people most people listening to this would be and that comes out gross looking and yeah there was a big reaction to that of like ugh, ugh, ugh. so I think um, interesting in the in the good beer hunting episode with Hoofhearted is that the uh, the brewer enjoyed the experience of someone seeing a beer and seeing the appearance and thinking what is going on here like and then smelling it so it's a bit of a troll then a little bit well just like messing with people a little bit just creating an extra element to the drinking a beer of it uh the experience drinking a beer because you see this weird looking beer and then those uh new england ipas are very very aromatic like it's a huge focus because you, you smash so much hops at the end of the boil you create a big, big aromatic profile. So when you see this weird, milky-looking, cloudy beer, and then you smell it, no, it's, it's like totally different. Or, or whatever, totally yeah. different um, than what you normally really see. So I think m- messing with it at that level is kind of part of it. Mm. It is interesting thinking that West Coast IPAs are really only starting to take off here now. So I'll be curious to see how... Australian brewers, if they, yeah, I reckon it'll take a lot longer for us to get there. I reckon within the next six months we'll see one on the market. Yeah, probably, but for it to be really a thing, same thing with the West Coast IPAs. We saw a few years ago that were good, and then yeah, we'll see. Interesting, interesting times. Um, Homebrew month, I've written down. So I've put three homebrew things on the the blog in the last couple of days. I reckon next April we make out of the time podcast and blog all about homebrew. Cool. Once a year, one month of homebrew stuff. Mm, what about we don't do it at the same month as Good Beer Week? Yeah, the month before Good Beer Week. We're in that. April, yeah, yeah. So next year. Next oh, oh no, year let's do it this year. Let's talk about it off mic, maybe. All right, yeah. cool. Anyway. But um, it's going to be coming soon yeah, and to if, the airways. If, you, yeah. if you're a homebrewer out there and you want to help out, send us a recipe, tell us about your We should pet. make a beer as well. Yeah, yeah. awesome. Um, also, you check out the three recipes, the Australian... Amateur homebrewing champion. They're kind of fun recipes as well. Amazing yeah. recipes. It's a 15% barley wine. Um, it's going to challenge your. Um, it's going to challenge your system. But and yeah, it'll how, be fun though. How good was the information he gave us? Yeah, like, just the access. Just, he's just. He gave us a breakdown of his water profile, breakdown of his oil processes. So if you're homebrewer and you haven't read it, uh, and you want to find out the best example of homebrew in Australia, that's probably a good start. Definitely. Um, Taster, I've written down the ill-fated taster episodes. Uh, I'm about to, we're about to revamp. Mm-hmm. So we've got a new one coming up. I think Hopefully this makes a lot week. more sense. Yeah. yeah. So watch the space. It's going to be a much better version of what it started up being. And final thing, uh, no pink boots episode. We talked about it. <coughs> oh, we promised it. Yeah. What so, happened? Uh, Emma was going to do it. Yeah. Uh, and she had a wisdom teeth out that day as kind of a last minute thing. Uh, I don't hear an excuse yet. Um, no, I do. That's <laughs> awful. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, speaking of milkshakes, I made her an awesome shake. Did so, you? Yeah, like the best shake. I mean, I want to hear about it. Take, take me through it. Uh, it's probably not worth it. I don't care if it's worth it or not. I want to hear this milkshake. Started yeah. with milk, I assume. We had banana, obviously, um, yogurt. Kiwi what sort of yogurt fruit. do you use? Oh, like good Barumba organic. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. It's the best. It's so good. Um, kiwi fruit, lime juice, uh, LSA. I don't know what that is. Uh, linseed, soy, and almond right, powder. Okay. okay. Um, fuck, what else is in there? I think... The, no, there was more stuff in there. I can't remember okay. at all. Uh, it was a whole lot of stuff in there. Yeah, Blueberries. Okay. Delicious. Yeah. Um, some sort of vegetable I put in there Ooh, as well. hello. Maybe some chili. Oh, bit of ginger. Did you get any ginger involved? No ginger. I probably should have done. I would have thought so, yeah. Anyway, I can't remember it. It's, uh, we've got this interview coming up with Wes from Akasha. Oh, yeah, of course. That's why we're here, yeah. And, um, uh, so we're recording the day after we recorded with Wes. So I think we sort of absentmindedly didn't really do anything else yesterday, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we just forgot about it. We, we could easily have recorded it at the same we time. We drank a triple IPA after the interview and forgot about it. Very good point, yeah. All right, let's do that, and then we'll come back with some recommendations, and we'll sign off. Sure. Cheers. So we're at the Owl House. Hey, Dave. How are you, mate? I'm good, good. Uh, with Wes from Akasha. How are you doing? Is that, is that pronounced correctly? Akasha? Akasha yes. Akasha. Yeah, cool. What does Akasha mean? 
It actually was a couple of meetings. When, um, when we were doing it, we were trying to find all these names and we couldn't find one that wasn't taken. And um, I actually put forward You're a like, What about Dave. Mountain Goat? What about that? Yeah, yeah. left field, <laughs> silverback. John we tried Dog. so many. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Kasha is actually the ether element that combines air, earth, water, fire. So it's basically saying to you that you've got like the ultimate experience of all the things. And when you look at beer, there's four main ingredients of beer. So it really suited our idea really well. Dave's our brewer. He actually brings those four ingredients together and makes the ultimate beer. The other side of Akasha, it's actually the uh, oldest known vampire, Queen of the Dam. Yeah, right. So if we start doing stouts and porters, we can start going dark and sexy. And yeah, Dave, right. doesn't, Dave doesn't like that, though. <laughs> he doesn't like porters? No, what he doesn't do like my, my interpretation <laughs> of how the name should go. So what are the four ingredients in beer? I'm so joking. You, now so. You, yeah, okay. so I'm the fun factor. Dave's, Dave's the brewer. Dave's the brewer. Um, and what, what's your role? So if Dave, Dave's the brewer, what do you do? What happened was Dave, um, I'll, I'll go back a long way. Dave and I go back 17 years. And um, he started, when I saw him one day, he was like roasting popcorn in his backyard and a coffee machine and stuff. And yeah, you bag him out. He's very particular about his coffee and stuff. Then it turned into doing beer in his backyard and then his mates started drinking it. And then he, his mates kept hassling and then he had to like sell it to his mates and then it got better. And I said to him six years ago, mate, if you want to do this, I'll back you. And he goes, why? I said, well, you're so passionate about it. You, you, I really think this is what you want to do and you need that opportunity. It took him, what, five years to actually turn around and go, hey, yeah, you know what? Do, do you want to help me? And I went, mate. So my, my, my is I'm actually the fun factor and the money. Um, I do a little bit of cleaning up if I'm not hungover. And Dave's a brewer. He does the work. We structured that really well. He works, I drink. So what's your background then uh, before you were a... Sales. I was in sales, sales and marketing. I was a rep for a long time and um, sales manager and stuff. But um, yeah, so now I actually had my job and they didn't like the fact I started my company, so they made my position redundant. Right. So now I'm... You had to make it work. How long were you there for? Eight years. Pretty sweet uh, redundancy package, was it? Oh, well, yeah. It's, it's not when you put in all that money for a, yeah, for a brewery. Enough. Yeah, Yeah, I'm balls in at the moment, so... You know. <laughs> You mentioned to me earlier that because um, you're here in town because it's the uh, Akasha first birthday. Happy birthday. And that also coincides with the length of time you've been drinking beer as well. Yeah, yeah actually, I think that was a reason why he, um, he didn't take me up seriously the first time because anytime I went around to his house, I brought my own vodka or my own gin or my own scotch and um, you know, never really got into beer. And even when he was brewing in his backyard, I never did. And even when he started brewing properly, I never did. So when we decided to do this, we sort of said, well, you're going to have to do it. Now, I can't stop. Like, the thing about this craft beer compared to your mainstream is you've got 45 different flavours. Like, I was hung over at Gab's last year, and every morning I went in and got a milk and two sugars, and that was a beer. Start with a coffee. <laughs> Mate, I just closed my eyes and drank it and picked me up. So I'm been, I've been into it now. I drink, you know, IPAs. I'm into brown ales. We're about to release a brown ale. Yeah, so it's a... Big growing curve, and I get a lot of friends into it now. A lot of my friends didn't. They, I give them my fresh water, it's in a beer or a wine glass, and off they go. They're converted. That's what's exciting about it um, right now. You know, if you look at the tap list, and even amongst your beers, you, know, you can go from a lager to a triple IPA, um, and everyone's going to find something they like in there, right? Absolutely. It's, uh, it's exciting. Did you find times. that um, I'm sure if you drank vodka and whiskey and gin uh, prior to getting involved in beer, you developed a pretty. Um, sophisticated palette for those things. Mm. Did, you, did you notice anything uh, crossover? Oh, yeah. I mean, um, one of my favourite brewers is Bacchus Brewing. And uh, Ross and I, mate, every time I live in Piermont, so every time Ross comes down and visits Aquariuman, mate, we get stonked. And he brings down his Islay Reserve, which is a you know, whiskey base, and he's flying the, uh, was it, um, release the Flying Monkeys, which is a barley wine. Yeah, so there's so many. I had a customer bring in a brew dog, What's that, tactical? Tactical nuclear, nuclear penguin. penguin? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, that, that is like a whiskey, though, isn't it? Oh. Yeah. yeah, so what I have found is that it's very easy to get into some of the complicated beers, but then the others where they start, I don't want to you know, bang anything, but then you start going to like That's kind of interesting, though. And che- I can't do that. But so many people have like the opposite, exactly um, right. the opposite entry into beer where yeah. they need to have these... Uh, restricted and easy approachable flavors whereas it's easier for you to come in and pick out some nuances and uh, in some extreme it's easy, sort of but flavors. i'm still pretty fussy and um <laughs> yeah, and dave looks at me he'll hand me something and i'll try it and you know yeah we have a bit of a conversation but you know i've had a watermelon one the other day and i'm just like 
nah, don't get it, don't get it. So, but that's the great thing. If you don't get it, you just get the next tap, and you, mate, you go to some of these pubs and they've got twenty craft beers on tap. You, 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 you're really drunk, but you can't go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you can't go wrong. How's your experience being? So you're out selling beers no. as well. Are you no drink? Just drinking. Fun factor. Now, when we started, we took on a sales rep straight away. We've actually okay. got two sales reps now. Um, I basically just, as I said, when we started, I was cleaning the brewery. I've got photos of me sleeping on grain where I just couldn't really get up right. uh, from the night before. Um, but yeah, just the more that side. And we've got sales reps to go out. And I just go out every now and again, meet some of the staff and some of the guys that own the pubs and thank you and have a couple of shouts. And Here's a technical question that I'm sure you'll be able to answer better than Dave could so. ever. I reckon grain must be a lot less comfortable to sleep on than it would lo- appear looking at Mate, it. Gladfield Malt. That's grain, your go-to? That's the go-to. That's your go-to. I've, I've dropped right. into the brewery some mornings and it's like stacked six high. Hello. Mate, All three right. hours I'm gone. See, the old lady. I would have felt like, you know, when like they say that uh, Jesus was born and he amongst <laughs> bales of hay. Mate, mate. Have you ever been on a bale of hay? It'd be scratchy. It's not yeah, comfortable. It's, no, it's comfortable. And Gladfield have this... I, one of the reasons I like Gladfield is they have this really nice bag with this plastic inner lining. So it's oh, even soft. You just, you just shoulder it in. It'll nestle in there. Oh, mate, it's perfect. There's your tip, folks. Gladfield malt or so nothing. I used, to, I used to have a buckwheat pillow, which is just basically grain. Fucking loved it. It feels rock hard, but, man, you sleep good on a, a hard surface. Yeah. You should try it, Dave. All right, all right. I'll put yeah. it on the list of things to do. Yeah. <laughs> so first birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't get a heap of, we were saying just off mic before, we don't get a heap of Akasha down here. That'll change. Uh, about to change? Is that? That'll change. So This is the first time you've had Corbin D down here, which is our double IPA. I'm drinking it right now. It's delicious. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I think once, I was just telling a couple of other pubs, once it gets on untapped tonight and it says it's in Melbourne, you watch, it'll change. We're already getting now a lot more people that are approaching us as well. Um, you know, they're hearing about the Freshwater, they're hearing about the Hopsmith. Um, and the Corbin D, unfortunately, is only seasonal, but it'll make a difference. Which is great for a double IPA though as well. You don't want it. I love around. it. I love it. No, I, I don't want to stick around. Dave, I, I, I wouldn't mind it, but it's very hard. You can't make every beer. Mm. And you've got to still keep that interest. I mean, if people know they can get it every day, you know, but if it comes on and you've got, mate, it's only on, it's only a couple of kegs, boom, off they go. So it's great interest. Definitely. You also mentioned um, <coughs> Naked for Satan have a permanent tap of your IPA. Mate, they've got a Hopsmith on over there. And I went over there and even the staff, as soon as I saw my logo and stuff, they were almost giving me a hug. Um, it was funny. And in fact, we've got a pub in Sydney where they took it off for a while because every break the staff were drinking Hopsmith at 7.2% and then trying to go back to work. So they took it off for a while. It's back now. That's pretty exciting. Like we were talking about uh, Naked, Naked for Satan. Satan yeah. And, you know, it's probably not something we'd associate with a craft beer venue, but it's a, it's a beer. Oh, anymore. Because it, it, yeah. like it came out of the blocks as a good craft beer venue years ago and then it sort of died away a bit. Hmm. But um, yeah, it's great. It's a great. Uh, Development to have Was that, that beer on. upstairs, that one? Oh, that's Naked in the Sky. They've got the other one. They've got it upstairs. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. Um, so what about the Sydney market in terms of are you getting permanent taps around there? Or, or I think it's the pubs where I drink most. Right. Like, you know, I, yeah, so the people that know you are putting your beer no, on? No, no, no. I think it was a bit of a joke at one stage because they knew that I invested in Dave and then we sold it to him at wholesale and then I bought it back at retail and they're, they're thinking, <laughs> this, guy's this, an is idiot. A, yeah. this is a really <laughs> good marketing strategy. How long is he going to keep this up for? But then what I found was I, I just got, um, I got a local group called the Piemontians and I try and just rope them all together. So at least I'm not just buying my beer, they're buying my beer as well. So it kind of, you know, gets a bit of... Bit That's of where your savvy comes but in, I get um, it, yeah. Yeah, but we're actually going pretty good. But, you know, I, I tell everybody, it, it's interesting for me not being in this industry, is that you walk into a pub and in my old job, I ran, you know, a whole team of 12 staff and ran a whole state division, did a lot of decision making. If I wanted to go down to my local, I wanted to go to my local and not think. I wanted to walk in there and have a beer or something I like. And you want to quite, like, focus on your friends and conversation rather than... Well, yeah, yeah, but what would happen is I'd go into like I'd go into my local and it's got 24 beers on tap at the time and they always rotate it, which meant I'm angry, I'm frustrated, I'm tired, I want a beer and I've got to go up to the bar staff and go, all right, what do you recommend? I hate that. And I, I finally convinced this particular pub, mate, put it on. Just put one beer on. I don't care if it's mine or somebody else's. Luckily, they put my fresh water on. It's been on permanently ever since. And the one time we ran out, people were going, mate, where's the fresh water? But you go into a pub, like even the Owl House, you can get your favourite beer, don't have to think. And then the girls are saying, you go to the girls, all right, what can you show me? Because you're, you're relaxed. And then you'll try six other beers. That's the choice overload, which is a, a, a 
messes my head. I'm a liberal in my comeback decisions. You know, yeah, like yeah, and it, and, it, and it actually, like, there's a lot of studies into that and they show that people that walk in and they don't know what to choose, they end up, whatever they choose, they're going to be disappointed in um, because they sh- thought they should have chosen something else. And, and that's exactly. just compounding negativity straight away. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, there's, yeah. 12, there's 12 taps here. Yeah, 12 taps, three permanents, which will cater for three styles, and the rest will rotate. And, my, and you do, people just come down and relax. They know where to go. How did you guys go um, off the bat? Because I know that Dave sort of like uh, created a huge following at Riverside. Dave's an attention seeker. Right. <laughs> he wanted me to. He wanted me to ring him while we're on air because <laughs> he goes. If, if I said if if you if you ask me about beer, send me an email, Dave, so I can talk a little bit. He sent me a message back and goes, "Mate, just ring call me. me life." Yeah. And I've gone. Get no, me involved. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, we were quite fortunate because Dave does have a following because he he also. Even now, he still spends a lot of time with um, home brewers and bits and pieces. So he gives a lot back. You know, I give a lot back. So that's been good. And then, but it still takes a long time, you know, to get that momentum, to get people to like it. And not only once they have it, to get it back. Was that interesting? Like, did you factor that in uh, to your marketing strategy? The fact that David uh, taking the Riverside beers to this great level off the back well, of that because no, like, I reckon really. some people wouldn't even associate the two we don't, we don't associate the two I mean Riverside still stand on their own two feet there's a Riverside red ale here tonight um, we don't focus on that at all they don't focus on it at all um, but yeah you kind of I, there is a personality thing and it's like what I even say to my reps now if you just ring up and say buy my beer it won't happen but if you go in there face to face and you have a bit of a chat and you build a relationship you get that subconscious you know, commitment, oh, I have to support you, or I feel like I should support you. And that's the key. And, you know, that's what we do. We're making sure we're talking to people, having a good time. Ben has a good time. Anna Marie's just on board. She's awesome. So we've got a great team. Whereabouts in Sydney is the brewery? I don't know Sydney that well. So, uh, Five Dock. Five Dock's uh, in a west suburb. We're actually not near other breweries. Most of them are like Marrickville, Newtown, and stuff like that. So it's a little harder to get to, but when you've got... Corbins and Hopsmiths, it makes it worthwhile. But it's probably about 20 minutes from the city itself, west. So, And recently got opened Salador, is that right? Yeah, we, um, we actually set all the brewery up. We contracted first, set the brewery up, and it was running by September. Um, then we soft opened. We only soft opened the Salador because we just so many things are going on. And uh, Salador's been open since December. Um, in December, I'm kegging Hopsmith and, you know, in the, one of the smaller vessels, and we're getting 38 kegs or something. And Dave's going, put some here, put some there, put some there. Afterwards, he says, wrap that, send it here, wrap that, send it there. And I'm like, what the fuck's Ben selling in New South Wales? And he goes, those 14 kegs. I went, nah, not enough. So now we've got these two 5,000-litre tanks that we had to order six months early. But it's made a big difference to being able to supply beer regularly. So, If there's not much going around uh, in Five Dock, are you doing well on, on the cellar door? The, the, the interesting thing, we haven't even targeted our local market yet. So we've been waiting, because we've got a lot of followers and there's a lot of craft beer nerds that hop in, we've been allowing them to come in, try the beer, get us familiar with what we're going to do. And we're probably about another month, we're actually going to do a hard sell on the local folk. Because what we've learned from the locals is there's nowhere good to drink. And I get, we've got a sports facility maybe 600 metres from us. There's all these guys come and drop their kids off and they're supposed to be watching them and they all sneak around and drink beer with us for a couple of hours and sneak back. They bring their prams around and leave them in the corner. So it should be good with that. So Building a local following, I think, is, is so important right now. Oh, like, absolutely. It, so many breweries are flooding the market um, and if you don't have your locals on board, then... It is a local. And I'm noticing too, you're getting a lot of breweries now where they are a brewery bar. Um, we looked at it. I didn't want to do that. I, I, I like the idea of the fact that I like to share the love, you know. We'll make our bit on the brewery, the bar will do their bit. You get out and you mix people, you know. But there are quite a, and it's growing. It's a huge thing in the States, brewery bars, you know. Sure, you make good money, but you're stuck in one spot. We want to share the love. Sure. Get around. <laughs> you want to get around by the sound of it. I like getting around. <laughs> People's fun. <laughs> um, so what have you learned about the beer industry since you've been, been doing this? You know what's interesting? I have, my rep comes to me all the time and says, oh, you know, Pubs are slow to pay, which they are, by the way. Um, and but the, it's no different. Everyone's slow to pay. Exactly, it's no different for any other industry. The, 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 all my industries, it's it's up to you as a person. You know, people will think someone's a dog. People think someone's this. But if you go out there and you've got the right spirit, everyone's accepting. And whether it's craft beer or normal beer, it's no different. In fact, the only thing I found is there's more people that don't shave than normal. But no, I reckon it's been an excellent, uh, excellent experience, and I'm I'm really happy that we did it. 
So, a very important question I've got here. Um, you mentioned that your background is in sales and marketing. Where did you develop your iron grip? Iron that is grip one thing what? I did notice in your mid handshake. I was oh, like, this guy, yeah. could, he's got a solid grip. Yeah. Hey, I grew up in the country. You know, my old man, and I'm not a big fellow, I'm not a big bloke. My old man's not a big bloke, but he said, you know, if you shake a bloke's hand, you look him in the eye, you shake his hand. It can't be too firm, it can't be firm enough. And you sort of learn, and my hand's not very big either. You get some blokes who got big hands and, you know, you like squeeze and, uh, you know, but there was a couple of things. You know, the only way I got to learn to drive my car was I'd open my mum's door. That's what I had to do. So for a long time, I used to open people's doors and stuff like that. Now you've got central locking. You're sweet. <laughs> you had to walk on the outside, the closest to the curb. You know, my mum told me that, my grandma said, because when they used to throw their toilet buckets out, you got hit, not your girl. So it's just, it's Very country wise. thing, yeah, you know. Okay. So, and a lot of people, yeah, they're surprised, but it's just one. And being in sales and marketing, you know, it's respect. I don't know. So I hope I didn't hurt your hand too much. <laughs> no, it oh, was, good. I no was problem. impressed by it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this guy um, knows his business. Yeah. Where did you grow up? Atari. Uh, Mid North Coast, yeah, New South Wales. It's a it's a small town. Back when I first moved to Sydney, I thought nobody knew of it, but everybody used to stop there for fuel. So, and what's uh, what's in the future for for Akasha? It's long term. Um, at the end of the day, when Dave and I structured this, we wrote down what we thought about each other, wrote down what we wanted. Um, wrote down what you thought about each other. Still in business. Oh, Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Well, I always believe in, in clear understanding, clear boundary. You know, if you, if you lend a mate $50 and he says, I'll pay you back in two weeks, I'll say, so what, that's the 3rd of May. Give it a fine, finite date. So when we decided to do this, we wrote down what we liked about each other, what we didn't like about each other, what we thought were our strengths and what we thought were our weaknesses. We didn't read them in front of each other. We took them away so you could, you know, swallow your pride in your own space. Leading um, teams. This is an AFL, yeah. But, yeah. but oh, it makes well, a big every, everywhere, I I've think, I've done yeah. this in the, the corporate world yeah. when I used to work. Yeah. And that's it's brutal, because but works. What happens is you get an expectation and there's no what is, There's no, you know, assumptions. It's clear. Um, but one of the things we did both agree on was that it's long term. Dave, Dave said, oh, mate, he wants to do it for 30 years. I said, mate, good on you. I'm not fucking doing it for 30 years. I'll, I'll happily drink. So we did a deal and stuff, and, and I'm putting in the backing. He's putting in the hard work, and he's got a couple of kids or three kids, two boys and a girl, and what will happen is hopefully they'll make the decision. For me, they can have my share when I'm done as long as I'm just having fun in the meantime. Packaging in the future? Packaging's actually now. Is it? Yeah, we... we um, Why aren't we seeing it? Well, mate, we're just getting set up. It's okay. like a week and a half ago. <laughs> it's actually kind of sad. We um, did some deal on bottles. We bought a small bottling machine, and then the bottling, bottling company comes back and says, ah, look, we can't supply your bottles for three months. I employed a rep last week. So now what we're trying to do is work around it. But, yeah, if you go to a cellar door, we've got 500 mil bottles. Uh, hopefully soon we'll be making uh, or producing enough just for a couple of venues in Sydney. Um, hopefully later on we'll be able to do some more. Um, I'm hoping. Is by that then just the elemental core range? Yeah, yeah at cool. the moment. Um, I do sneak a couple of Corbin D's and wooden legs <laughs> to take home. <laughs> um, I think so to the staff. Um, but hopefully by the end of the year I want to have a canning line. I prefer cans over bottles. Um, they're 100% recyclable. They're lighter. We don't drop as many. They won't break. So is it more of a? Um, I don't know anything about it, but is it more of a um, excise issue with a smaller volume? Oh, we're going to do big in? cans. You're going to be 500 right, mil okay, cans, man. Okay. If you're going to do it, do it properly. I find six, six footers are too big for me personally. 500s you can drink yourself or share. But cans, um, it is more the fact that it is environmental, but more so too, you can take it to festivals or parks yeah, I, where you can't take bottles. We're huge can fans, yeah. yeah. Going to Golden Plains this year was just a fucking delight. It's a take, bring your own can festival there for a go. music festival. It's just like, you're kidding a candy shop these days. It used to be choking down Melbourne Bitter or Coopers and now you can... But also cleaning your house. You can squash <laughs> cans wait that up, are light. Up. Who cleans their house? Well, when there's no more room to put down can fresh uh. cans, you've got to clear space for, uh, for the old cans out, yeah. There you go. It's, uh, you're learning life tips from Dave here. It's yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'd like to stay under your bed sometimes. <laughs> cans are shoved down around the back. <laughs> um, anything else you want to add about Akasha or anything you think we, our listeners should know? Yeah, what are the things we need to know about Akasha? It's going to get better. We've got, we've got, um, we do a, a Monday meeting and we all discuss what's coming up, types of beers and choices. Mate, we've got a beer list that's, you know, probably about 40 centimetres long. Um, we're, we've, got, we've got a lot of beers coming. We've got a brown ale that we've done, which is called the Water Buffalo. Um, that'll be out shortly. We've obviously got a beer for Gabs. Um, oh, what's your Gabs beer? Yeah, right. No, you can talk about it. No, I think it's now, out right? now, isn't it? Yeah, ah, yes, yeah we're not right. out yet. All right. Okay, oh, okay. No, yeah, intriguing. Um, Wasn't the deadline the 9th of April or something? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Right. But okay. it's, um, it's all there. It's, it's, it's going to be nice. It is going to be nice. It's named. Um, we actually got our first rum barrel the other day, so we're Fun. going down that path as Where, well. Who so. from? 
sorry? Who from? Do you know where you got oh, the... Oh, some guy liked, like, I don't know, Western Sydney, uh, Western... This so is a, a question for Dave then. Not That's you. a question yeah. for Dave. But Dave, we're not ringing you. So you're going to be down for good beer week? Maybe we need Absolutely. to... Absolutely. Right. I came down last year for three days, but I'm down for like the whole week. Awesome. So Wonderful. we'll catch up, go drinking. Too right. Um, Do you guys have a stall or a... Uh, we're a gonna, this time Welsh? we're sharing again with uh, Dave's Brewery Tours. We, we did last year and uh, we'll have our own stall in Sydney. Um, but yeah, we're going to do that with Dave's Brewery Tours. They're, um, they're actually a good supporter. Yeah, it's really good, something like that. I mean, he's, he's got a finger in everything, but he's great. And, you know, people can get around, they can look at the beer, and it's good for up-and-coming breweries like ourselves, so share a bit of the cost. Getting someone reliably coming in to, yeah. to try your beer, you know you're going to have... Yeah. Well, spreading the word amongst people that might not know about it, so, yeah. Yeah, everyone Excellent. loves a brewery tour. We're growing, so you keep an eye out. You'll see more of us down here. You can see our, our Victorian reps over there smiling away. Fantastic. Yeah, we'll give a shout-out to Bray. Bray. Long-time listener. You can't hear us. You yeah. can't hear us. Um, oh, he is a good supporter. Yeah, he's waving. <laughs> also got good taste in uh, punk rock. But that's a different story. Um, Triple IPA as well is on at the moment. The wooden leg. Do you want to know how we got that name? Yes. We uh, we bought all this nice new stainless steel. All this new stainless steel, all the vessels, all the bits, and we're in there and uh, we're setting it all up. You know, the trucks arriving at three a.m. You got to unload it, stand it up. And we come to the uh, the um, cold water tank, I think it is, and um, I'm trying to screw one of these legs in. And it won't screw in. So I just chuck it across the room. Because you bought yours gear from Ikea, that's right, isn't it? Pretty yeah, much, yeah. yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. It was self-assembled. There's always something missing. It was self-assembled. Yeah. Couldn't get yeah. the Allen key yeah. in. Yeah. 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 No instructions, yeah. so just winging it, you know. <laughs> anyway, so I threw it across the room. Dave looks up and I say, I need another leg. And he goes, what do you mean? I said, it won't screw in. He goes, I don't have another leg. I mean, what the, what the fuck, dude? He goes, well, it works. No. Nah. So I'm looking around, and if when you come to our cellar door, I built all the pallet furniture out of L pallets and stuff. So all the cellar doors built from that. So I've turned around, I found a 100 by 100 um, treated pine. Trimmed it down, tapped it in place, and I said to Dave, right, order another leg. The year comes by, <laughs> and um, we think we'll do a birthday brew, and we're having a bit of a chat, decide on the triple, and Dave goes, what do we call it? And I just pointed and said, wooden leg. What a goes, good story, <laughs> yeah. And so it, I don't think it'll move now. I think he's like, got an excuse not to change it. So. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's part, of the, part of the brewery now. Is it, exactly. Has it got structural integrity? Are you going to have a... Hey, hey, I put it in place. It's yeah. fine. Oh, no, okay, right. great. It's okay. treated, I would too. Have a it's treated yeah. so. <laughs> Again, I wonder if we asked Dave that, what the, what the answer would be. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I reckon that's a pretty good story to finish on. Dave, yeah, do you absolutely. have any more questions? No, let's go. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time. Well, thank you, guys. Thank Appreciate you very much it. for having us. Yeah, we'll catch up. I think I might have to try one of those wooden leaves right now. Cheers. Uh, so for those welcome back podcast listeners, uh, yeah, welcome back. We're broadcasting on two mediums at once. We are. Uh, I'm actually entering the world of Periscope right as we speak. So is this your first Periscope? Your first one, yeah. And uh, what you said just before we went live on our podcast, Mike, is are you going to be able to do both things at the same time? Yeah. I confidently said yes, and then as soon as you hit record, you asked me a question, and I, I didn't say anything. <laughs> I was totally rattled. Totally rattled. Yeah. Yeah. I. You need, well, I think maybe we need a, a stand. You need a selfie stand. You know what? I think we've everyone's lost interest because now we had eight people watching. Now one is, is, is watching. So it's probably your mum still. Uh, quite possibly, yeah. And now Andre Lee HK has just joined, so uh, numbers are shooting straight back up. How about uh, we stop this you kill nonsense the and then uh, we'll continue recording the podcast? Uh, podcast, though. Definitely. Right. See you later, guys. So now we're just back with podcast listeners. Yeah. There's going to be a bit of editing going there. Yeah, only only one medium. That's just, just weird, like just audio. Yeah. So recently we were out for dinner with a friend of ours and she has been living overseas and she came, she was back and so we went out for dinner with a group of us, 10 people or so. And at the end of it, she's like, oh, can I get a photo of everyone? Because, you know, I haven't seen her in for a while. She busted a selfie stick with no irony. At all, she's right. just like. How many people? Let me ask you that. How many people were in the group? About ten. About ten. She I reckon extended, that is extended. a tough nah. regular arm selfie. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so pulled out the selfie stick. <laughs> Worked perfectly. Took an amazing photo. Yeah. yeah, that's how you have to do it. You don't need to have it out at all times. Yep. So. Um, uh, and I was completely on board. And I don't even know because she's been living. She's been living in China. She might have missed the whole hatred of selfie sticks. Um. Yeah. Because there's an irrational hatred for them, right? I, no, I think what the hatred is is it's pe- it's people, people like we hate people because people are arbitrarily using selfie sticks when yep. they don't probably don't need them. Yeah. Um, 
Whereas, yeah, again, your friend just busted it out at the perfect time. Yeah, yeah, it was useful, and I was super impressed. We were in Melbourne CBD, and it was blowing people's minds. Yeah, nice. Whoa. When I was in America, my buddy had a GoPro that he was filming various things on. Totally enhanced by putting it on a selfie stick. Completely. So, yeah. um, excellent. Time and a place. Is that your recommendation? No, no it's not. <laughs> what is your recommendation? You just w- go for a non-beer first. Non-beer? I'm yeah. going to recommend uh, that everyone jump on Periscope. I've just decided that that went so well that um, I'm going to do them probably around the show more and more. So, if you love that, uh, I'm going to call it sick content. If you love yeah. that sick content, yeah. then you'll see more and more of it. Uh, you get to see because like I mean we're on an audio medium mm-hmm. but we've got TV faces so definitely it really uh, we are very attractive oh, uh, so it really adds and plays up to that angle so I'll be doing that more and more depending on how much data that used so <laughs> we'll see what happens one thing I've noticed using Snapchat frequently my battery and my data is just <laughs> fucking being destroyed <laughs> uh, yeah so I'll monitor that but it'll, I'll definitely keep doing more of that so that should be fun. Uh, I imagine my name is Melb Dave. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so check out that whoever that guy is. Check him out. Yeah. My uh, non-beer. Yes. Rick and Morty, which is a popular television show, animated show. Uh, Dan Harmon is the creator from oh, okay. the, the creator Community. of Community. Yep. Uh, basically, I get the sense that they've just tried to make a. Uh, I. Uh, I used to listen to the podcast that he used to do, mm-hmm. Harmontown, and they started playing D&D on the podcast, Dungeons right. and & Dragons, and it got so ludicrous, because I'd get in comedians and stuff, and they're all actually pretty good at improvising while playing d and Did all the, the comedians know how to play Dungeons & Dragons? Right, yeah, okay. yeah. And, oh, some of them didn't. Um, I stopped listening because it was pretty painful as a whole, because Dan Harmon's a drunken rambler, but the premise of that, I think they've basically turned that into a show where it's a scientist and, and his grandson... And they're just given crazy scenarios of time travel and interdimensional stuff. And they made a, sh- a show out of it. And it's Fair enough. Very good. Cool. Good recommendation. Where It'll do you find that? Uh, season one is on Netflix. Great. In Australia. Does one oh, is it on the Australian Netflix? Yeah, it's only okay. just come on. Uh, I think there may be two or three seasons already. But Sweet. Um, really, really, I was so impressed with good it. Good one. Would you like to tell everybody about your beer recommendations while I think of one? Yes, I would. I've only just thought of it. So, so have I. All right, it's annoying to people, but that's fine. Yeah. I made uh, some hazelnut beer mustard the other night. Yeah. Um, it's an Ottolenghi recipe. People may know him from being a famous chef. Uh, I'll put the recipe up on the website. Because right. who doesn't want a little bit of beer mustard in their fridge to put on a? What did you What did you use? Uh, first Is this a beer recommendation? Yeah, because there's beer in it. Okay, there's dark beer in it. Um, I can't remember what I put it on the first night. Second night we had it on, on crumbed pork chops. No, no, no. I meant what, what beer did you use in it? Oh, homebrew. Yeah. Oh, okay. An old homebrew that... Uh, remember that, that Baltic porter I gave you yeah, yeah, yeah. a year ago? Tasting really good these days. Cool. Yeah. That's fine. Um, oh, that just reminded me. What a lame dream. Oh, my God. I hate myself. I had a dream over the last couple of nights that during a barbecue at my house, someone found old bottles of homebrew. I don't even think it tasted that good. But, like... That's where my brain went at that stage. Yeah, it just reminded me your little story then. Oh, Jesus. Uh, all right, so my beer recommendation, I think it's going to be annoying to people because I'm, we might talk about Bad Shepherd too much, but yep. I don't care because the new beer, the Oatmeal Stout, is delicious and part of the reason why I'm recommending it is because I'm going to give additional instructions and information is that they've packaged it at a pretty low carb. And this is the way it should be uh, experienced. Yep. It's perfect. It's so delicious at a low carb. But I can only imagine that when people get it, crack it, pour it into their glass, find it at a low carb, they're going to complain. Mm. And I don't know what Bad Shepherd are going to do about communicating this. I don't think it's on the label. But if you're a listener, don't be discouraged by it because it's so perfect uh, at that carb level and very, very enjoyable. So... Look out for it. I just saw it on the in the fridge here at Grape and Grain now, so I'm sure it's out and about other places. So anywhere that stocks Bad Shepherd that you know, pick it up. Delicious. I haven't tried it yet, but I'm really keen to. 
Where can we find you, Dave? You can find me uh, on Periscope at Melb Dave, I imagine. Um, I can confirm that later on Twitter at Melb Dave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, you can get me uh, if you want to email me. If you're from Tassie and you want to email any information, hit up me at Dave at Elvertime. You can get Luke at Luke at Elvertime.com. Uh, and we're on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Ale of a Time. Luke, yep. where can we get you and your fresh snaps? All of that, pretty much. At Ale of a Time on Twitter and Snapchat. Uh, Ale of for the website. Thank you for Toehider. Good people yeah, for letting always us use the tunes. We, uh, yeah, we should do more for Toehider, I think. I love, our, I love our theme music, by the way. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. Um, and thanks for Grape and Grain for... Hosting letting us. us use their couch and letting me spread the words to eight people via Periscope. <laughs> One of them was my mother. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Cheers, everyone. Bye.